All right, folks, I want to welcome you to On The Hour podcast. This is AJ Kelly, your host, AJ Kelly with the I, K-E-L-L-I. Don't forget that. Hit me on all the social media platforms that are available, as well as the podcasting platforms. And my email is on the hour at myyahoo.com. If you got some trash talk, bring it. I love it. All right, so I wanted to introduce my two guests on the show. We had them on last week. Um, they can introduce themselves. Go ahead, sir. Mario Wright. All right. Good afternoon. This is Big Dog. <laughs> All right. So today we wanted to just get into some, um, we're going to keep it mental, mentally, uh, mental health, uh, you know, uh, oriented today and get into some of the patterns that we notice in family members um, that leads, that lead us to believe that they are a certain way and Sometimes it's not always going to be mental illness. Sometimes, uh, like Markeisha said, it could be trauma. And sometimes people bond with trauma. So we know that trauma bonds exist. Um, and those people aren't always crazy, you know. And sometimes, you know, um, you know, just the whole world ain't depressed. Everybody ain't going through something. And also I realize people that are postpartum, uh, and they have those symptoms of postpartum depression. Sometimes it's just not always depression. Sometimes you you set up for nine months being pregnant and being treated the wrong way, and that could just you know be a part of your depression. You know the the thing is is if it lasts longer than it should, that's the problem. And then once your mind starts telling you to do things, that now that's a whole different thing. We know you got some issues there. But everybody is not depressed. I don't think I was depressed when I was pregnant. You know, I had some things that was getting on my nerve and, you know, just taking me out of my character toward the end of my pregnancy that kind of, you know, just annoyed me to, to the point of no return. However, um, as women, we, we have to do a lot when it comes to pregnancy because our hormones are all over the place. And you can't really allow people to take you there. Because the first thing people want to yell is postpartum depression. I had an um, in-law tried to take my child because um, her son told her, I told him I wanted to kill my baby. That's some BS, y'all. Let's just put that out on the table. That's why this person is exiled under, under the concrete. Right to this day, um, had the nerve to take me to court. And here's the thing. He was lying, okay? People going to say anything. They're going to scratch and grab and reach when they can't get their way. You know what I'm saying? And that's okay. I dealt with it. But you're not taking my child because of it. And I told the mother, I said, listen, he told you I wanted to uh, kill my baby. But me and you are friends. You couldn't tell me. You couldn't come to me. You couldn't sit me down as a friend and say, listen, I'm not sure if this is true or not. But he said, you want to kill your baby. I would have told you, i kill him first before I even think about killing my child. That's not even a thought. So for you to run with it, go get a lawyer, take me to court, drag me to court on the East Coast to come to court every time. And all of it was built on a lie. You know what I'm saying? And I ended up winning. I was my own attorney and I won because the truth is always going to prevail. You know, now, was I going through some stress? Yeah, because y'all some clowns. Y'all was trying to take my child. Y'all was trying to build up a case or something 
to justify that you're you're weird and that you know you you you're delusional because you're not taking somebody's child nobody had a baby for nine months to give it to you you see what i'm saying so to me y'all got something wrong with y'all not me now was i sad a little bit after the pregnancy probably because i had a lot of um pressure you dig I'm making less because I'm on uh, pater paternity leave, well, maternity leave. Um, and I'm in the process of moving to another state. So, yeah, it was some things that made me sad, but never once did I want to kill my child. So I'm going to say depression, if it lasts, you know, more than a few weeks, you probably got an issue there. There was never once that I didn't want to get out of bed, you know. So do I detect any mental illness there? No. I got over it. You know, life start kept moving because it stops for no one. And I got over it. What y'all think about that? I don't know my question in the sense the people that were, I would say that were against you. Was that the father's family? That was the father's family. Okay. But he put that in their head because, you know, when you can't have what you want, you can badmouth me. That's fine. But if we're friends, I expect you to bring that to me and ask me. Don't just go get a lawyer. That lets me know that you with the shit. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. So I know they was with it because you, you moved too swiftly. And then you lost. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. What about you? Did you suffer any type of? Uh, postpartum things going on in your life where um, you had to question yourself maybe? Um, not really question myself. Um, I, I did because I had lost my mom. Okay. Um, maybe a month prior to finding out I was pregnant with my first child. So um, I'm not sure if it was postpartum or it was just depression from missing my mother. Um, but, you know, all while it was going on, missing my mom also was making me want to be a, a, a better mom and a, and a better woman. So, um, I don't know, um, that postpartum depression wouldn't even been an issue for me. No, I don't, I don't think, of course we go through things. Everybody go through things. You know what I mean? Of course, <laughs> times I was sad because I wanted my mom to be there. Um, I wanted my big sister. I wanted my, my dad. You know what I mean? I, I wanted that support and didn't have it. But um, not not. I never thought to hurt myself or anything like that, or, or my child, for that matter. Mm -mm. Yeah, just, like I said, missing my mom made me want to be a better mom. So it was more of a stressful situation, and, right. you know, and everything happening at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Right before your eyes, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's deep. But yes, but you wasn't having no thoughts or any of those things. No, ma'am, no, ma'am. Do you feel like men can suffer postpartum depression? Uh, absolutely. Do you? I didn't, but it's possible. Do you know anybody that did? I would love that. Uh, no, I was sitting over here thinking it. that while y'all were having that conversation, I was thinking that same thing. Like, can guys have postpartum? They can. They can. I don't, I mean... I experienced it. That was another thing. So, yeah, it's true. It's true. And you might know somebody who did, but men aren't going to talk. Understandable. Know? Yeah. It's like pulling teeth with them. But 
here's the thing where I will say how I know he suffered it. One, you delusional because you over here lying to get your way, right? Two, he came to the hospital. First of all, it was over before the baby was born. Um, but he came to the hospital and it just, you know how you get on the elevator and the elevator is consumed with like our garlic and onion breath, you know what I mean? And you can't get a breath in. You like, damn, hurry up and open so I can breathe. It was one of them things. So we in this enclosed space. Uh, none of the windows come out, uh, go up in the hospital, I guess. I don't know, for whatever reason. I guess for safety. And um, at least not in the maternity ward. And um, I, I just, I couldn't get a breath in. I was like, get the hell out of here. And he want to lay on the couch and hang around. Like, that's great if you weren't smelling like onions and garlic. You know what I'm saying? And then just that led me to look at him. So I look at him from head to toe. He looked dirty as hell. He was depressed. Thank you. He was at work, granted. Come in from whatever job he does. And uh, so, but I noticed you was dirty every day. You know, you somebody who shower every day. I didn't see that. I didn't see it. And I was like, damn, why are you not bathing? You know, why are you walking around here gloomy? And then you diabolical at the same damn time? How you gloomy and diabolical? So you down there funky and making up a plan. You feel me? I don't get it. That that was weird me out. Like, you funky and making up a plan against me the whole time? Because I laid it out on the table. This is what a this is what a what is about to happen. I'm moving on. I'm going that way. Right? So as soon as I said that, that's one thing about being in a relationship um, with a man. I don't know how that goes for same-sex relationships. I assume everybody is the same when it comes to men and women, but you know. It's always somebody that's going to defy the odds. But men will um, start looking for somebody as soon as you say you're unhappy. But here's the thing. Communication is so key because everybody want to be told the truth, right? Okay, so I'm not going to sit up. Like what would you say? At least they act like it. They act like it. Until they told the truth and then. I got to look for somebody. You can't handle the truth. You cannot handle the truth. So it's like I, I look back. Every time I've told somebody I was unhappy, instead of them just saying, well, let me fix this. Because if somebody comes to me and say, I'm unhappy, guess what? What can I do to make you happier? Do you need, what, what is it that you need from me? I don't really go nowhere like that. So, or I may go out of town, but do you want me to stay home more often or take less trips to make you happy? I cook every day though, because I love to cook and I love to eat. So that's not the problem. I clean up, he cleaned up. But the thing is, what do I need to do to make you happy? Tell me. I'll just work on it instead of let me secretly go find another guy. He's not happy. Right. So let me move on. But I, I noticed that men do that. As soon as you say I'm unhappy, they got somebody else now. That they, and now they're now they trying to juggle because they know you on the way out the door. You know what I'm saying? That pisses me off about men sometimes. You know, especially when you already, you have, you, you just had a baby, your hormones is all over the place. You know, you know, nobody has time for that, but maybe you can answer that for us. Why do men feel like they have to go find another relationship when somebody says they're not happy instead of fixing it? 
life experiences, I honestly not. I guess I ain't never been on that side of the fence. You've seen it though, right? Yo, your eyes ain't been closed this entire time. You've been alive. Come on. I mean, I may have seen it, but there was no direct contact to say like who, what, who was going through. I see, you know what I mean. I see fellas out there all the time doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Who's to say what their reason is? But you have no relationships with somebody where you know the broad about to leave him and he then went and did something else, like pre- start preparing for a new future. I mean, yeah, but that still play both ways. No, we know it's both ways, but I'm asking about men. Yeah, sure. That's it? Yeah, sure? Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, it go both ways, though. Of course. Women do it, too. I've seen some women do that even before it's over. You know, they just have an uh, appetite, you know. Some people like variety. Some people, you know, they into that type of thing. But um, it's hard to tell to communicate sometimes in relationships because, like I said, you know, well, like Marquisha said, people going to act like they want the truth and they want communication. In reality, they just want you to sit around and pull teeth and stay in limbo, not knowing what they thinking. I'm going to keep you in limbo. You can't keep me in limbo, though. Yeah, because anytime you try to be real with them or bring a situation to the table, um, you know, communicate about something, they making an argument. Listen, I'm not trying to argue. I'm trying to get across a point so that we both here on the same page, we understand each other, and we can move forward. But here you are. Oh, you trying to argue. No. No. Yeah. I've even seen, like, I used to be like, who argues to get out of the house? But I actually seen it one day, and I was just like, but that's not a me problem. That's a you problem. Absolutely. That's something with you, because your back is not against nobody's wall. Mm-hmm. You are free to leave whenever you want to, but the simple fact that you feel like you got to make up something to get up out this house is ridiculous to me. You know, and we spoke on that loyalty uh, last week when we talked um, like why men are so much more loyal to another man than a woman. Why I can't get the truth every day? You know what I'm saying? Why, um, you know, I used to live with somebody um, in the Bronx, right? And um, he was a guy that hung around a lot of guys. That was so strange to me because when you get a certain age, you don't understand it. You know, y'all not playing hooky here. What is, what is this, um, what do they call it? Pack mentality. What, what is it? I didn't get it. And then all of his friends were married, though. So my thing is their wives aren't leaving them. They're, they're hooked up. They're chained together. But I will leave you. You feel me? Right. So I don't understand why you feel the need to follow this pact, to be in this pact. I will come home. It's five guys laying around, sitting around on the couch, playing a video game. I couldn't take that. <coughs> so the thing about most guys. Mm-hmm. What you call it, a pack. Pack mentality? Yeah, yeah. It's Y'all the dogs. I guess, I guess the <laughs> I guess the best way to explain that is with guys, we're not so into you know what I'm saying 
what he, you know what I mean, his, our, our, our homeboy's relationship per se in that sense. Yeah, we want them to do good and all that and all that. But see, with females, it's like, if you not married, like you married, why you hanging with all them unmarried people? Because see, female and guys, when they come to things like that, that's where the it's a it's a it's a big difference with that. So our pact always gonna stay. Our, when we get around each other and we make that bond, it is what it is. It has nothing to do with a lot of things that females will put forefront, like relationship. Girl, we married. Why is you hanging with all them single? That's why you going through your. That's not why. That's not why. And I believe you're right that's on that. That's not why. See, I learned in life going through marriages, different relationships and all that. Like, nah, none of that is the reason why, man. None of it is. No, you're right. Um, and when I mean none of it, it's like the way that they've always made that a big percentage of why you going. Like, no, that's not. That's not it. It's something way deeper than that. You, Most people try to code it with something. Mm -hmm. One of the, you're supposed to be this way logic. Like, no, that's not what it is. No, you're right. Um, I don't care about, okay, let me just put that out there. A man can have single friends. That's fine. That wasn't my point. My point with that married friends is they, I can walk out on you at any time. We have nothing that bonds us together but a couple bills, right? That's it. But these people, they're hanging around you ruining what you have. See, their wives aren't leaving them. They're married. They have children. Uh, and for whatever reason, their wife may be okay with them being out the house eight hours after they get off of work. To me, I used to, Go ahead. How do you feel like they, they ruining his life? Well, and, and, and here's the thing. Only that person can ruin their life, right? Absolutely. But he's a... I'm, what I want to say, let me reword that. He is allowing other people to interfere with what he got going on. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Because... If you gone, if you come home from work and you're out of the house for eight hours, right? At my house for eight hours. I'm telling you. I watched it. And I used to be like, well, Ray is married, this one married. They got little kids too. Like they need them after school, right? Right. right. And they like leaving it all up to their wives. But what can I do about that? I don't know their wives, right? I don't know nothing what they got going on. So, but I see that. They don't want to be home, period. That's the only thing that I can surmise. If you come to my house for eight hours after work, you don't want to be home. You don't want to be around your wife and kids. Is how I'm going to take it. How else should I? We're not that interesting over here. Okay. You feel me? Okay. But um, No disrespect. You yeah. probably weren't, but your, your, man, your husband and them or whoever you he was is with. He is not that, <laughs> the I most mean, interesting guy in the world. You don't know. To you, he wasn't. That'd okay. Be the, that'd and, be the thing. And you about right. <laughs> to and you, and you got a point. To you, he wasn't. You got a point because I'm going to tell you what, what made him interesting. You got a point. The fact that he has no loyalty. He has no boundaries. He had no boundaries. If I don't smoke, I should never come in a house and a man is smoking. Right. Right? Right. Even if you let him do that, it should have happened hours before I came home, right? No, it shouldn't happen in my It shouldn't at happen all, at though. all. But I don't know. Listen, hey, we got to step outside. <laughs> What's wrong with it? No Ain't one's going to hate you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No one's going to hate you if you have boundaries. They either have to respect them or not. Am I right? Mm -hmm. All right. So you're right. When it came to him, 
he made himself more interesting because he disrespect his girl. They probably thought that was cool. They knew I didn't smoke. They know it. I never, I don't leave anything to amb- ambiguity. You're going to know how I feel. It's not going to be no gray areas like, hey, what's up, Ray? All right, you know you can't smoke in here. Okay, so we done went through the rules before, right? But for you to do it anyway, men probably like that. Well, we could do whatever we want. You feel me? Um, because he doesn't have loyalty to his girl. Yeah. In my house, we can't do nothing. That's why we ain't there. He got loyalty to his home. Thank that's you. Why it's cool to come in here and smoke. Thank you. So, like you said, he might be interesting to this group of clowns, far as up concerned. Yeah. But not to me. To me. It's just stupid. You're making us argue for no reason. Why do I have to come home and argue with you? It came, it, it just turned into a whole teenage situation. Oh, I said, damn, this boy like 18, 16. And it's like pouting and stomping your feet every time I got to say something. But it's like you're disrespecting the house. And then. Is that who that man was before y'all got together? I don't know. I didn't live with him. For a while. We didn't move in got, right away. I got one for you, though. Did you ever even ask? Did I ask, are you going to, like, disrespect me at every no, 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 no. chance you get? No. See? Uh-uh. What? <laughs> Go ahead. Go specific with it. That's almost like a vowed thing. You f- you know, everybody always, I found out about this person before I moved. No, no, you didn't. Because y'all wouldn't have went through that. You'd have known that's who he was or those are their, that's how he I guess, orbit around his, you know what I mean? That's his orbit around him and his life. Hanging with his homeboys, doing this, doing that. If you'd have took the time to figure that out, mm-hmm. like. And I did. I, I said he got a lot of friends. I saw that. And to be honest with you, I prayed for a man who had his own life. And bang, you. I got, like it. you got it. But here's the thing. That's why you have to be so specific with prayer and ask for what you want because I didn't want him to disrespect me with his friends. I pray for a man that had his own life who can go out of town with his own friends because he loved to go to Puerto Rico and they go and do their thing. We in Miami. Great. I don't have to be a part of that. But I didn't know all your friends. You didn't. I didn't know you didn't have boundaries. That's it. So did I know he had friends? I, mean, I did. And I love that. I was like. So got what I wanted, of, you know. Just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. them smoking in your home, mm-hmm. cigarettes is, is okay. Yeah, the whole thing about this big boundary thing that, like, I feel like the mm-hmm. the boundary thing is a bit more big. Like, okay, they smoked in your home. That's understandable. I'm not saying that that's not disrespectful or nothing mm-hmm. like that. If you ask them not to do it, mm-hmm. but it's like him and his friends disrespected me by. He done that. Uh, no, I didn't home. care about the friends. Not his friends. You're right. That's all. That's the only part. At the end of the day, I'm going to argue with you. That's why I said you letting them come between this relationship. And for me, it's not worth it. You know, um, because I don't have my friends over here with their bra tops off and stuff and walking around, you know, disrespecting you or, you know, any of that. Like, so I just, I just was like, this ain't the relationship for me. But the thing is, as soon as you tell somebody that, they start texting. You know what I'm saying? And that's so immature to me. That's why my, my, my prayers are so specific right now. Because I can't have those type of games. 
but some people are so uh, used to that, you know, no boundaries, things like, let me tell you this. One day somebody told me, no, he told me, he said, everybody used to thought, think I was West Indian. And I was like, they did? I said, why you say that? He said, one of my guys had came up to me like, yo, um, you know, I thought you was West Indian. And he was like, nah, I'm straight American. And he was like, well, oh, because, you know, you always say you you basically a yes man. You know, he was basically telling him, like, you want to fit in. You know, if you a Jamaican kid or you from St. Thomas or one of those West Indian islands or something, those kids – because New York is full of people from the West Indies, whether it's Jamaica, you know, Carib- somewhere in the Caribbean, right? And he was trying to say those children try to fit in more because they're not American. And I thought you were one. And he's like, no, I'm American. So that kind of went over his head. But when he told me that, I was just like, <sighs> he's saying you're a doormat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a doormat. And you are. Listen, real quick, he went to the barbershop, right? He going to Miami. It's a guy who hangs around, who always come to the house, who never has anything on anything. He ain't got five on nothing, right? But you deal with him. That's your friend. I have nothing to say about that. He can use you all he want. So they go into the barber. He go get his hair cut one day. He's in a barbershop. And this guy, he was like, yo, man. He, he heard them talking about the trip, him and the barber. Like, yo, we, we getting up out of here in a couple of days. He like, I want to go. Yeah, man, I want to go. I got the, I got the money. I'm going to have it. I want to go. I got you then. I got your ticket. I'm, I got, like, you didn't have to do that. You did not have to do that. But you did that, and guess what happened? You got stuck with it. He ain't even pay you. This is what I'm saying. You don't have no boundaries. You was a clown before me, but I had no idea the extent of what you be doing. Like, you are, that's trying to fit in. Because you're going to invite somebody who has nothing. You know you won't get stuck with the bill. I feel you on that. True. Straight up. <laughs> True. I was just like, yo. Then one day he come home. I got a family meeting tomorrow. Like, oh, okay. What's that about? Now his mom, she got a twin sister, so it's like they twins, right? And um, he was like, we got a family meeting, and then he came back from the meeting. I was like, well, what the meeting was about? Oh, we got to help pay my mom's credit card bills. I was like, wow. Y'all be meeting about paying other people bills, but that's your mom. Who am I to say don't do that? All right. My whole thing is don't be the only sibling doing it. And guess what? You're the only sibling doing it. Y'all had a meeting for everybody to put the burden on you. That, yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel what you're saying. <laughs> I was like, damn, I wish I have kids like that who I could go run up a bill and know they're going to pay it. You know what I'm saying? And we'll have a meeting. I'm thinking it's something serious. Somebody might be sick or ill. She want her credit card bill paid that she ran up. And ain't nothing wrong with it. You can help her however you want to, but you can't be the only one. I said, you know, you paid this money. Did the other sister, did the other brother, anybody pay? Nope. I said, your sister drink up about $30 in coffee a day at Starbucks. If she just stopped doing that, she could help your mother. Right? She got a husband, too. They got a home. We in an apartment. Why do you take everything? You have no boundaries. You see what I'm saying? So I know for me, I know what I don't want, and I'll never go down that road again. And people don't come out the bag, though. You were saying 
you should know somebody. No, 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 no. Till you live with them, you're going to come over my house and piss in the toilet. You may go to your house and piss all over, all on the floor, because you're the only person there, right? So until I live with you, you know, you're being Cinderella or Prince Charming until, you know, I live with you and see what's really going on. You know, he brought friends to my house before, and it was okay. I just heated up some food for them. They hung out, bam, bam, bam. But I have boundaries. Y'all got to go at a certain time. See, I didn't know at your house, it goes on and on and on, and they don't care about their families. They ain't trying to go home. It's weird. That was weird. What you think? You ever been through that? No. You no. never been through that? Wow. No. That's good. So. Because we got boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone does. That doesn't excuse people who cross those lines, though. No, absolutely. People going to do that every day. They're going to try you. You know, a lot of times in your own family, they'll try you, too. Yeah, but we, I don't know. Like, I I feel you. That everybody do got their boundaries. But some people are not willing to go to war about their boundaries. That'd be the difference. Right, right. They see something happen, and they go off in a corner and mumble to themselves, talking aggressive to themselves. I can't believe it. Oh, okay. Like, okay. do something about it. What them about about it? Yeah. <laughs> and standing on it. Hey, matter of fact, y'all get up out of my house anyway. I don't know what none of y'all, you know what I mean? That, like, some people don't have that in them. And they go off in the corner and do that. Just become mentally ill on their own in the corner over something that they could have changed by simply opening their mouth. That's right. That's right. And I think it was some mental illness there. And I hate to put that on a lot of people, but I will say I think he was suffering. And here's the, the reason why. His daughter suffered, and he didn't know what was going on with her. And I'm like, he introduced me to a couple. And the couple, we got real cool. Like, we've known each other for years, right? I met her husband first, so you could kind of say that was my buddy. And then he introduced me to his wife, and then that was my buddy. You feel me? So we all cool with everything. We do everything together, concerts, everything. She was telling me some stories about one time she came to his house. His daughter was in the closet crying because he was a single parent, right? And he don't know how to handle it because he's literally 16 in the head, come to find out. He just work every day and make a lot of money, but he's 16 in the head. You feel me? So she said, the girl was in there musty, stinking, hiding in the closet. I said, well, why was she doing that? She said, I don't know. And that was a red flag right there. But I'm already in a relationship. But that's a huge red flag because it's something going on there. Come to find out this little girl was just like, he don't care about me. You know, her mother died. He had to take her um, and let him tell it. She got on top of me while I was drunk. Like, yeah, tell that to another 16-year-old like yourself because <laughs> I'm fully grown. I, I just don't believe in that. I don't. <coughs> um, I know things happen, and you might have been asleep at, at the beginning, but, yeah, yeah, that's a lie. So, anyway, you have resentment, it sounds like, that you didn't want to be a father in the first place, all right? So you probably have a little resentment, it sounds like, because you don't go all out for your daughter. I noticed that, like, so that no, that let me know, like, I never could start a family with this guy because the way he is toward his daughter, um, that's your girl. You know, it seems like you would want to make her the woman that you would want to be with. You feel me? Or the woman that you admire. You want to help her achieve that status. But 
you doing everything in your power to keep her from, you know, being who she needs to become because you're not digging deep into what's going on with her. What happened was she said one of his friends touched her. Yeah. And she said they walked past the guy one day. They walking across the street holding hands and she seen him and she let his hand go and start acting funny. And he was like, come on, come on, walk across the street. What are you doing? Come on. Not even realizing she just seen her attacker. You feel me? This girl just seen her attacker and you ain't did nothing. She got issues. She was severely mental ill, mentally ill. Her kids have been taken from her before. She did want to harm one of her kids before. You see what I'm saying? So it wasn't just postpartum for her. It was before she even got pregnant. Mm -hmm. She had a lot of issues. He didn't even take time to get into none of that. But then as I was living with him, I said, you know what? But he got issues too because he smoked weed all day. You can't tell me it's something it's it's something you're hiding. The fact that you got to be completely inebriated and not even inebriated because he wasn't getting drunk, but he drink beer every day. Um, but smoking weed all day. I can never get clarity out of you then. Smoke weed every day. And doing it every day is all day, I said. All day. All day. day. All day. Okay. Well, you could be masking something. I'm not saying you could be mentally ill. Maybe you just want to escape reality all day. I'm just saying. Do you have, people have points where they have to be clear, though. They can't be high, right? Do you recognize those times when you cannot be high? No, I can be high every day. Do you recognize there are any times that I need to have all my faculties because I got to go talk to this person and I need to understand everything that's going down? No? Mm-mm. You know, when you've been smoked for so long, it, it's not to, like, um, okay. either I don't smoke or it's the back side. Okay. That's what you hide in the back and side. I'm not paying attention. No, I'm not hiding anything. Okay. If I don't, because I'm used to smoking every day, if mm-hmm. I don't smoke, there's going to be a bad side gonna because be people, ir- you know what I mean? People are irritating. So my irritation level go from when I'm high to here. You can do, you can pretty much do anything and I probably ain't even going to pay attention. But you don't if think. I'm sober. Mm-hmm. Now you didn't irritate me. Okay. So being sober is irritating. It ain't irritating. No people, people. The world is irritating. Yeah. Pe- what people do. <laughs> okay. So I stay high so I can deal with the world you think he was born like that though where you have to be how to deal with the world we weren't born like that but let's just say we you know for i know for sure graduated high school ex-military right here that's a college graduate right there we've been smoking weed man it's us and nothing's wrong ain't nothing wrong with it (laughs) no i ain't ain't saying anything is wrong with i'm just trying to get into it because i haven't done studies on that yeah but with my experience, when he was sober, I couldn't deal with him because he was erratic with the with the anger. He probably couldn't deal with it. Him. Probably, like, for it real, wasn't not, even me, though. Even, it not, was just nah, the I anger. No, no, no. See, you say I, it to him, mm-hmm. it probably was. And no 